Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to the Gym and Tonic podcast with myself, Stephen Geddes. We cover all topics, health, fitness, and wellness related. We talk to special guests and industry leaders and get them to share their stories and experiences along with sharing our own journey and thoughts of this industry. Most importantly, we love what we do and we invite you to share your thoughts on our social media platforms. Welcome to the podcast and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So, um, today we've got with us Tara Rafter. She's a life and business coach, a relationship coach, an NLP practitioner, just to name a few. In 2018, she was awarded Irish Life Coach of the Year. And since then, she's done so much more. So she launched her own, successfully launched her own goal-setting diary, My Life Compass. Um, I think that was two years ago as well. So we'll be coming on the third year. And again, that's helped to transform so many people's lives. So I'm absolutely honored to have Tara with us today. She's here to answer um, any of your questions. And we're going to talk all things goal goal-related, mindset-related, and just have the chat. So let me find Tara. We're going to add her in now. So Tara... If you can request the So Tara should be on board now in just a tick. And thanks everybody for jumping on board Hello. today. Hey, how are you? How- I'm good, how are you? Not too bad at all. Sorry now, I had a couple of minutes there rambling on about you. Okay. So Ramble I just- away, I, it was like an Oscar speech. I was sitting here going, oh my God, you guys. <laughs> well, look- you have achieved so much in, in, in just a few years and you've helped so many people. So, as I said, it's an honor to get you on today. I've had the pleasure of knowing you for quite some time. So, um, any of the things I've missed out there, um, can you just, for any of those that don't know you that are jumping on board right now, can you just tell them a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so I nearly got all of it. So, I'm um, a life coach qualified with the Irish Life Coach Institute from 2017 and Went on and did advanced coach training in um, certification with parent coaching, relationship coaching, career coaching. And then I went on and did a practitioner in neurolinguistics. And then I went on and did a master practitioner in neurolinguistics. And then um, I started teaching for the Irish Life Coach Institute um, in last year, which was just amazing. So yeah, it's all go. It's all go. Yeah, I, I look and I know you're so busy and, and it's great to see so like you, you, you're, you're, you've the opportunity to help so many people. And yeah. um, like I love your story as well, because it, it, you only three, three years ago or four years ago, I remember we were chatting and, you, you know, yourself and Kev were so busy and there was a lot on. And yet you still decided to completely take a different route and go down this route of life coaching and get your qualifications and things like that. Will you sort of relay a little bit of your story there to everybody yeah. and... So I started out working in Dunn's Packing Shelves when I was about, Jesus, I used to go to work with ma'am packing chickens when I was probably like 11, um, which is highly illegal now, but those were the days. There was no one to mind me. And I started started working at that stage and kind of got the feel for retail and work and the whole lot. And I was working in Dunn's kind of, in Dunn's and Balna all the way through secondary school doing, you know, summers and Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And then... Got through leave and search and uh, I decided that I wanted to go to college, which was not really the done thing um, at the time. So there was lots of money troubles and stuff at home. And I remember making the decision to go to college and mom was like, 
crying, frying chops on the pan because she knew she wasn't going to be able to help me to go. Um, so I decided to work my ass off, uh, packing shelves and duns, and I started out um, in NCI in Ranla and finished up in Sligo and came out of all of it with um, an honours degree in business. So I was in the retail world for a long time, kind of just, you know, from bottom level and then got my honours degree, went to Australia to live the dream like everybody does. And I was out there probably around three or four months and my dad died really suddenly. So I had to come back uh, and dad was only 58 when he died. So it was huge for our family. And I came back, I had sold my Honda Civic to go and every penny I had in the world and I was skint. So I came back and I remember John Maloney in Super Value up there in Bunry gave me the opportunity um, of some part-time work. And I started packing shelves in Super Value and I was on tills and um, thank God he gave me the opportunity after a number of months to get off the tills and uh, have more of input, more of an input in the store. And that was kind of where my, my journey through retail and into management went. So I was manager in Super Value up there in Bunry, where you are, um, for about nine years. Um, I had an incredible team. I had about 42 staff and a management team of three. And it was a brilliant experience. Um, and along the way, you change and you grow and you have different life experiences. I met Kevin, my husband. I got married. Um, and then I had my son. And I think when I was on maternity leave with Kai, um, it was the first time that I ever stopped and I ever really had a good look at my life and what I had achieved and who I was, even as a person with this new role of being a mother um, and a wife. And, you know, this, I was 35 at the time. And, you know, you're, you're a different person to the person that you are when you were 25. And I remember thinking, you know, where do I want my life to go? I had never stood still for long enough to, to really ask myself the question. Um, and I felt like although I had climbed the career ladder to the top, effectively, um, I still felt like there was more. I felt like I had something else to give the world. And people had always been the common thread um, all the way through. I just, I loved working with people. I loved the conversations. I loved... Uh, human behavior. I was always reading psychology articles and books on cognitive behavioral therapy and um, the way that humans interact and relationships. I was always kind of interested in that world on the sidelines. And when I finally had time to breathe on maternity leave, um, I started to explore other avenues. And I knew if I wanted to have a quality of life for myself and for my son, that something was going to have to change. And I was petrified, you know, of making such a big change, but it was, it felt like it was now or never. And I started, I always say to people, I took the scenic route. Like I, I started to explore, um, oh Jesus, everything. I looked at health and safety training. I looked at food safety training. I looked at auditing. And then I went on a train, the trainer in Dublin. And it was uh, the very first day on that train, the trainer. And, you know, they do them icebreaker things around the room. And the last guy at the table uh, was a life coach. And I'd never even heard of the word. And I remember going up to him at the 11 o'clock tea break. And uh, I just said to him, I'm sorry to be so completely ignorant. Like, what is it that you do? And I always say when I tell the story, he started explaining it. And it was like a light went on in my head and in my heart. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. And I sat back down after the tea break and googled 
at 150 miles an hour under the table on the course. I started Googling life coaching courses and I found the Irish Life Coach Institute. Um, and that was it. I interviewed for them. I was accepted. I started the course, went on one of the biggest personal development journeys of my entire life and my training. And I qualified on a Sunday and I took my first client Monday morning and started the business. And that was it. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fantastic story. And what I love about it, there's so much depth to that and so many messages because there's, I suppose, even from meeting people as well, myself on a daily basis, people are often so fearful of making a jump from one thing to the other. And as you mentioned, like, you, you, you had, you were quite financially, you were in a decent place. You had reached uh, at the top of the ladder in the industry and in the career that you were in. Yeah. So it, it, it must have been somewhat daunting at the same time. I'm sure it was exhilarating as well, taking this new journey, but it must have been somewhat daunting yeah. from that into something that you had never experienced. And that, and I said, quite a deep message. Like, how did you overcome those fears? Um, yeah. Because a lot of the people come up with, and I don't mean to say excuses, but be blunt, is that, you know, everyone has financial worries and things, and maybe they have kids and they have spouses and partners and things like that. And it's, it's, I think those are the fears that hold people back. So, like, what, how do you deal with those? And how do you recommend to your clients to sort of overcome those, those obstacles? Fear is normal. So like, you know, I was petrified and I still am. Every step that I take forward, I always say I do it with fear beside me. Like sometimes we can look at fear and it's up in a bubble and it's, it's nearly up on a pedestal and it's much bigger than who we are. And when I made the decision to do what I did, like, and I, I always say this, I, I wrote my notice out to hand it into SuperValue and I can still remember driving in the road and it was on the, it was sticking out of the top of my handbag on the passenger seat of the car. And I pulled my car in on the road from Bunny Conlon to Ballina and I vomited three times because everything that was in me was screaming, are you insane? You have a mortgage and you have a baby and you have a husband and what are you doing? Like all logic was like screaming, but there was something deep down in the bottom of my soul that said to me, Tara, you can do this. And I knew how hard I worked for other people. And I knew that when I was in a position of responsibility, I always gave everything, everything that I had. So why would I not do that for myself? And, you know, I, I've heard the expression before of burn the boats. So I gave myself no other option. Failure was not an option. I burnt the boats. I handed in my notice. And if I oh, wanted to survive, I had to, it was sink or swim. And it was a case of learn to swim really fast or swallow half the damn ocean. And I learned to swim really fast. And I knew deep down, I knew that I could make it work. And I knew that I had a massive passion for what I, I did. I believed in myself, even though I was afraid. And, and still, you know, I embark on things constantly. And I always say, I do it with fear at my side. And I talk to it and I say, all right, listen, I know we're scared. And I know the only reason that you're here, fear, is because you're trying to protect me. Because innately, we all have one fear and it's rejection. Because when we were in tribes years and years and years ago, if you were rejected from the tribe, there was a chance that you could die. And that reptilian part of our brain is still very much present. So I say to people all the time, do it scared but still bloody do it, you know? 
And I think I lost people in my life. Like I said earlier in the story, I lost my dad. Like he was only 58. I lost my mom when she was 68. And I'm a firm believer, and you've definitely heard me saying this before. You know, we are here one time. And what are you going to do with it? I plan on leaving whenever I go on a fluffy white cloud with no regrets and not having at any stage looked back and said, you know, oh, I wish I had done that or why didn't I do that? Like fear will be a distant memory at that stage. And when I coach people, I can coach the bejesus out of fear. It's very hard to coach regret. And I don't plan on having any when I go. <laughs> Excellent. I've often the um the analogy of uh, imagine yourself as a sort of a 99 year old person lying on your deathbed and looking back at the regrets i'm sure i probably got that off you and hear yeah. that off. <laughs> yeah it's something that i try and when i'm when i'm making some decisions whether they're critical decisions or small decisions when i'm making those decisions i try and sort of firstly i try and steer them towards whatever my goal is yeah. but i so I, I try and put myself in that position to think if I was to look back on this, um, you know, would there, would there be regret there? And, and that's more than yourself. It's something I don't want to experience or less or minimal at least. Um, it's, it's always, it's a fear of rejection. And I always say to someone, well, if you're that afraid of rejection, if you're holding yourself back from what you know you want and what you know you're capable of, then you are rejecting yourself. So rejection is happening anyway. Les Brown always says, you know, if there's going to be pain, you're as well to get a bit of mileage out of it. So if I'm going to be scared, I'm going to make sure that I have something to bloody show for it at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. And for, for all the, um, sort of your clients and your friends and people yeah. that come for advice and people you, you help coach, um, when they come in and they're in that bubble of fear and they're, they're maybe in those, because I, I, I understand there's probably so many people at the minute with, with the whole COVID-19 and everything. There's a lot of negativity floating about for obvious reasons. Yeah. We're being consumed with social media and with the national media and these putting out numbers. And, and often, as I said, people just get consumed in that. Um, like, look... <sighs> There's another way on the flip side of things that if you, if you start, let's start looking for the positivity right now, there's a lot of opportunity present. Um, like what's your sort of advice you'd give to those people that are sitting at home right now that are maybe watching this and are just feeling, I suppose, lost and, and don't know what to do and where to go from here? So control the controllables. And I've heard other people say it. I watched your interview with Sarah Rowe. I thought she was brilliant. I love Sarah. Um, Control the controllables. So what are your inputs? If you're sitting buried in Sky News constantly, is that helpful? Where are you getting your information from? Are there reputable sources? Like I'm watching the news once a day. That's it. And if there's something huge that happens in the world, that information will find its way to you. You're not going to have to search for it. Um, ask yourself in terms of, you know, your life and your health, which I think is the biggest spotlight ever has been shone on our health now. Our health is actually our wealth. What are you doing to maintain that on a daily basis? And that's the basics. You know, how are you fueling your body? What are you doing in terms of hydration? What's happening in terms of movement? How can you keep cortisol levels down? Keep your endorphins flowing. Keep your immune system strong. What are you doing about your sleep? Constantly bring it back to basics. If you're feeling lost, it's probably because you're feeling overwhelmed in a situation where you're trying to control the uncontrollables. Keep on bringing it back. This is where the power is. What can I do now? What is within my control in this moment? And I firmly agree. I think there's a massive amount of opportunity in all of this. Um, and there's, there's always light in the dark. 
always, you know, and I think all of our lives have been kind of slammed to a halt and we've been forced to take the time to have a good long look at who we are and how we've been operating in the world. And there's a lot of people going back to the world, I would say, with different perspectives in terms of the person that they're going to be when this is all over. So if you're sitting looking at this and you're feeling lost, ask yourself what needs to happen for you to begin to feel found. Do you need to have a conversation? Do you need to reach out and have a phone call? Do you need to go for a walk? What can you do? So start to control the controllables. Worry is a waste state. So when I hear people are worrying, it usually means that there's thoughts just going around and around and around in their head. If you're concerned about something, do something about it. Ask yourself in this moment, what action can I take that will help me to feel better? So move, some degree of movement um, and talk. You know, I think the communication side of it is more important now than ever. Reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, watch who you're following on social media. Um, people are very vulnerable at this time. Make sure that you're following people that are reputable sources and that are good for your health. Um, the scaremongering is not helping anyone at the minute. Yeah, entirely true. And, and there's been a huge theme across with everybody that I spoke with. You mentioned Sarah Rowe, we've had Kieran yeah. Dan, Paul Moore. Yeah, they're we've all brilliant. Had, yeah, so many great people. I in the last in the last couple of weeks and again the theme across the board is to control the controllable the controllables and forget about the rest and um i like you're saying there about taking a practical approach and rather than sort of if you have all these questions swirling around in your mind rather than trying to sweep them under the carpet put them aside now is a great time to address them and hopefully yeah. we some of those so that when you come out of this on the other side that you maybe come out a little bit stronger and, and yeah. a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think there's, you know, there's possibility in this for all of us. Um, and it's, it's a brilliant opportunity to, to really turn that torch that we shine out to the world. Like we're always concerned with, you know, work and friendships and all of the other people that are in our lives. For now, we might get this chance to do this one time in our existence turn the torch in and really take the time to look at who you are. The last time I had the time to do this was when I was on maternity leave with my son. And that time transformed my life. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if I hadn't gone through that time where I had to reflect and I had to really ask myself the hard questions. But in that stage of uncomfortable kind of weirdness that we're all going through, there is always growth out the other side of discomfort. So you can, you know, that, that saying that the, the government are saying constantly at the moment that it's in our hands, it's in our hands. It is. The, the, you know, in terms of the health perspective, it's in our hands. But the possibilities are in your hands as well. It's up to you what you do with this time. Yeah, it, 100% it is. And actually, it, even these interviews are one of the, we, we spoke, we've worked closely together before. And I know you're like, like myself, you're very much on the, on the goal setting side of things. And I think it's such an important, and it's, it's something I try and impart on all my clients about, you know, you need to have goals, regardless of how big or small they have, but you need to have something that's going to keep you on track. And that, yeah. that, that will sort of force you or, or help you to stay and do the things that you need to do daily to keep aligned and keep them in alignment with your goals going forward. So um, one of my goals for a long time has actually been to do these, to set up a podcast, believe it or not. And um, 
now that I've had some time doing these Instagram lives, I sort of a stepping stone to that. But it's been great because I've sort of been able to chat to so many people and yeah. everybody has positive message to give out there. And I've got the time to do it. And the first one, I think, was with Kieran Daver. And I remember sitting down beforehand, shitting myself, going, oh, my God, I'm going live on Instagram. And, oh, my God, have I questions? And, and everything was going through my head. And things were swirling around. And I thought, Jesus, am I going to be on for five minutes or 15 minutes? And I think we ended up doing an, an hour-long conversation. And it was like this. It was just chatting. And, and, yeah. and it was very natural. But again, that sort of goes back to the whole fear thing and just allowing it to sort of control your mind and your thoughts. Um, and yeah, they've, they've obviously gotten a lot easier for me as I've gone along. And yeah. you understand that. And you're, you're quite active on social media and you're, you're, yeah. you're live very often and, and you really put everything out for people to see. Mm. Yeah. And I, and I, I agree um, in terms of that fear bit, you know, it's funny when you hear people saying it. Like, always remember your brain's one job is to keep you alive. That's it, right? So that's its one job. So if at any stage you hesitate in something, like when you're talking about doing your very first interview there, and you said you sat down before it and you were, you know, magnifying the bejesus out of it inside of the fear bubble inside your head, your brain is instantly going, hang on a second now, he doesn't do this when he makes a cup of tea. So there's, there's a good chance here that we're probably going to die. So it sends everything that it can in its arsenal to shut you down and it will make you shake, it'll throw your voice, your tummy will feel sick, your head will be spinning, like your body will react based off the thoughts that are in your head. So when it comes to fear, always take control of the thoughts that are inside your mind. And when it comes to like transitioning and doing a podcast or, you know, all of the things that we've tried that have been new and different, instead of reinforcing the fear part, start telling your brain that you're excited. It doesn't know the difference between a truth and a lie. So start to say to yourself, I'm really excited to do this interview now. I'm excited to get on and have the chat with Stephen today. I'm excited to blah, 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 whatever it is that you're doing in the day. I'm really looking forward to it. I know I feel great at the end of it. All of those hurdles that you're trying to jump in your life, you're in control of the internal dialogue. And you'll feel a shift instantly inside your body when you tell your brain that you're excited to do something. You'll feel the cortisol levels drop. And the body will instantly start to relax and you'll feel different walking into the situation. You hear people talk about affirmations all the time. That's that, that's brain commands. And I know when I did a lot of my training in um, neurolinguistics, the power of language on the mind is incredible. And people need to become so incredibly aware of the way that they're talking to themselves on the inside. Because it's phenomenal the difference that you can make to your life. Yeah, you're, re you're reprogramming your mind, isn't it? Completely, yeah. And the same thing goes for sort of your, your body and if you want to change physically. Like now is a great time to ch change your health for the better if you, haven't, if you haven't been training up till now or going for walks or looking after the health maybe the way you should have. And it's difficult for people to take that first step. But I really believe, and often people say about motivation, but I believe, really believe in the routine side of things. Getting a routine and then it sort of starts to become discipline. What's sort of your routine looking like at the minute? What's your daily routine looking like to be honest with you it, it has changed a bit because i don't have any childcare. so kai is at home all the time um nice. so i still i still operate my same i'm up at five o'clock um i'm doing my same drill in terms of you know sweat for 20 minutes learn for 20 minutes meditate for 20 minutes um i have a whiteboard in the kitchen and kai was in preschool before all this happened so he was used to a routine so i made sure that the routine is in place 
and we have like you know different hours of the day where we have uh inside time outside time um jobs around the house all that kind of stuff so my role as a mother definitely has to take preference in this instance um but i feel like the routines part of it is what's keeping us sane so a lot of what's happening in the external world is full of so much uncertainty and if you can create certainty in your home it's going to make you feel like you're operating off much more stable ground so try and keep the routines exactly like what you said there um you know i get up at the same time i usually eat kind of the same things i make sure every day like you know that i get the 10,000 steps in that i try and either do one of your workouts that you do online or I, there's lots of other people giving out lots of content, or I do some of the funny ones that are online with Kai. Um, so my basics are always in place. So in terms of the routine, even though my timelines have switched, I'm still looking at the fact that I'm fueling correctly, that I'm hydrating my body, that there's some degree of movement, that I'm watching my sleep, that I'm learning every day. And I keep saying to people with regard to this process, you can either go through this or you can grow through this. And if you grow through this, you will look back on it and there will have been so many positives as a result. Yeah, excellent advice, excellent advice. And um, just to, I suppose, to, to, to bring it forward a little bit from there, like, like I believe having a good, good why at the initial why and a good yeah. goal, um, that then you're gonna, then you can sort of start to zone in on what your routine needs to be in order to sort of reach that goal. But there's a lot of tools and strategies out there. And yeah. you mentioned, you mentioned a couple of them there, positive affirmations. Um, yeah. We said goals. Uh, you mentioned about like your dream boards. Um, you yeah. can journal, accountability boards, things like that. What sort of tools and strategies are there that you can advise or that, you, you, that people might be overlooking that can really help for this period of time? Yeah, keep it really simple. Yeah. Really simple. I think a lot of people try to overcomplicate the bejesus out of it and there's absolutely no need. Um, when I built the Compass, I was operating off the structures that people are using in clients that I'm working with day in, day out, where I'm seeing the, them achieving an insane results in their lives. And the yeah. structure that's inside in my life, life compass is so simple. And basically it's that you ask yourself at the beginning of the year, what do I want? When do I want it? How will I know that I have it? So engage the senses. What will I see here feel? And then what do I need to do to make that happen? And then you break it down month by month. So what needs to happen, for example, in the month of April to move me closer to where it is I want to be? You don't need to put rocket science around this. It needs to be yeah. small, simple movements every single day in the direction that you want your life to go. And then I break it down. So for example, in my compass that I have at home, I've broken down April, even with a global pandemic and what I wanted to achieve in April. And then I feed that into my dailies. So every day I have three things that I say to myself, I'm going to do. And it's not like, you know, put on a wash, clean the bathroom type stuff. That's a to-do list, right? I move it on to what I call a success list. And it's incredible the movement that you will have in a year if you have an overall goal, break it down into bite-sized chunks and feed the bite-sized chunks into your weeklies so that you know that every day you're taking another step forward in the direction that you want to go. And my advice to anyone out there that's struggling with that kind of goal setting and all that kind of thing at the minute, boil it back to the absolute basics. What do you want? When do you want it? How are you going to know when you have it so you future pace a little bit? And then what needs to happen for that to happen? Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. I, I, I'll just touch on that for a second because 
I'm, your message has been the same ever since you sort of started life coaching. I know this because you coached me for a while. Yeah. For, any, for anyone that, that is watching and is unsure about the power of coaching or if it is for you or if you've, you've thought about taking that step um, and going to somebody like, like Tara, um, I can 100% say it's worth it. Like, I am notoriously disorganized, okay? I'm a little bit better now. But, but maybe two <laughs> years ago, I, I was definitely, I was all over the place, okay? And uh, I remember when I went to Tara, that was one of the first things you sort of started setting me, just to put things down. I think that's probably, that probably been the catalyst for me to, to start looking at routines and things like that in order to keep straight and narrow and um, and once you get your sort of ducks in a row and and once you you sort of reprogram the body it sort of becomes natural like i i get up every morning you know, and rather than just getting up at like 11 or 12 and running down and turning on the tv i'm up at nine o'clock i do my workout no more than yourself and then i have a couple of things set out for the day whether it's an online class it may be an interview or something like that but but I can 100% say the power of coaching and utilizing those little tools and strategies are massive in the long term. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, Jock, I don't know if you follow Jock Willick. Do you follow him online? Uh, He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Discipline equals freedom. Your man's up at half four. He puts up the picture of yeah. his watch every morning. But it's Brilliant. the truth. And I think discipline yeah. equals freedom. And I think the more you can recognize that those patterns will set you free. Um, keep life simple. You know, the world has got so noisy and there's so much choice out there now. Um, and if you watch the people that are at the top of their game, whether it's in athletics or business or any aspect in the world, and you really drill down into their daily routines and their daily habits, you will always see simplicity. You'll see patterns. You'll see Usually with people like that, you'll see them rocking up in the same outfits time after time. They use the same skincare. They do the same things at the same time. They eat the same food. And it's not that life is boring. It just means that they've, there's, there's a lot of science behind it. So when you wake up in the morning, you have what's called uh, cognitive bandwidth. So it's kind of like a crock of gold, right? And your crock of gold is full in the morning in terms of all the decisions that you're going to make in the day and you know what, what's possible, if you like. The more choice you have in your life, the more pieces of that crock of gold you're giving out to everything. So I have to get up. I have to choose what I'm going to wear. I have to choose what I'm going to eat. I have to choose what shoes I'm going to wear. I have to choose what I'm going to do in the day. I have to choose what tasks I need to prioritize. I have to choose who I'm going to contact. All of those things are reducing your cognitive bandwidth. If you can simplify your life, you give your brain the capacity to really maximize when it has to make big decisions. And when you need thought processes to be clear and concise and successful, your brain is in a much clearer capacity to do it. So simplify the bejesus out of your life. And I know it's hard to do in the world that we currently live in because there's just so much choice. You can click your fingers and, you know, you walk into a shop and there's 15 different types of the one thing that you're searching for. The simplifying aspect is so, so powerful. Um, and that discipline equals freedom. When I hear Jocko Willick, David Goggins is another one that I follow. The man's a, a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. yeah. Like you can learn a lot from the people. Um, and I always say this to people when I'm working with them. Look at who's at the top of their game. Like the Navy SEALs for me would be someone I find them hugely inspirational. Uh, Marcus Luttrell, all the boys there. My husband is obsessed with them. And I kind of got into learning about that world. But if you look at the way that they operate, everything is simple. 
everything is disciplined, everything has a system, there's always a pattern. And they have the capacity in their minds then to accomplish the most incredible things. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. And I think a lot of that mental clutter as well, I know for me personally, a lot of that mental clutter can be caused from procrastination as well. Like, I, I know I used to on a daily basis, it's definitely one of my weaknesses and something I try and sort of work on because I would have procrastinated quite a lot a number of years ago. And now if there's something small that needs doing, I will do it. I will tackle that problem provided the time is there. But again, when you start making your list, ticking, ticking these things off, it helps with that mental clarity. And as you said, then, you know, the discipline comes there and then you've, you've got complete freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And when I hear about procrastination, it's something clients struggle with all the time. Um, it's oh, always yeah. fear. It's a fear of rejection or it's a fear of failure. That's always what's at the back of procrastination. So if you're procrastinating the bejesus out of something, it's because of one of those two things. And if I was to ask you enough questions, we'd get to the root of it. Um, so ask yourself, you know, what are the things in my life that I'm procrastinating around? What am I afraid of? Why am I pushing them away? Yes, it's easier to sit on the sofa and eat pizza and watch Netflix because you can't really fail at that. You know, <laughs> there's a good chance that you will succeed to binge watch the entire show and eat all of the pizza. And that's a win. And it's easy. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Not every yeah. day. No. no, but ask yourself around the things you're procrastinating in your life. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of failure? Are you afraid of rejection of, of some kind, whether it's judgment from someone or being exposed or being vulnerable? There's always fear at the back of it. Get in behind what the fear is and ask yourself, okay, right, I can see what my fear is there. What's the worst thing that could happen if I try to do this? What's the worst thing that could happen if I don't do this? Like challenge the fear. Sometimes we give it all the power. Remember your brain's job is, and keep reminding yourself of it, is to help you to survive. That's it. So if it's feeling like you're afraid of something, it's going to magnify the bejesus out of it. It's gonna put it under 15 magnifying glasses and put about 10 ring lights over it to make it feel bigger than it is. Because your brain's job is to help you to survive, to stop you from dying. So if you're in any way resistant or negative towards something in your life because you have fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of judgment, fear of success, there's so many different bloody fears, your brain goes, mm-mm, I'm not going there. Yeah. It's really simple when you boil it all down. Yeah. It's again, as always, excellent advice. Uh, Tara, I wrote in the post yesterday about your positivity and your energy being infectious, okay? And I know, I know you've motivated the hell out of me today, so. Oh my God, <laughs> but, thanks. And you're probably oh, sick listening to me. Not at all, never, never. Um, I just wanna finish off with one or two little questions and then I'll let you go, because I know you're tight for time as well and I really appreciate you coming. Um, oh, it's a one or two little things to finish off with. Um, the three most important questions that you think people should ask themselves right now. And um, if you could take one thing out of your life that's holding you back, what would it be? Are you surrounding yourself with the right people? And what regrets? Do you, yeah. What regrets do you refuse to have when you leave this world? Yeah. Excellent. You mentioned um, Marcus Atrell, Jocko Willink. Yeah. yeah. David Goggins, all people that I'm very familiar with as well. Yeah. Who are you following other than those guys on social media? Who, who, who do you feel are good influences? You, you recommended there, surround yourself with the right people. And I talk about that quite a bit. And that goes for social media as well. Following the right people, 
so yeah. that you're not getting, you know, misled and 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 following the wrong path for what you're trying to achieve. So, have you anyone sorry you'd recommend? Yeah, anyone that knows me knows I'm obsessed with pink. Like I'm obsessed. I love that woman. <laughs> She's the one threat in the world to my husband, pink. <laughs> but yeah, um, she would always be one of my top role models in the world. Uh, if if you look at the way she she operates in the world, she's completely fearless in her endeavors. Um, she's unbelievably strong, both in her body and in her mind. She's not ever afraid to be vulnerable. Um, she operates at the top of her game and whatever she does, she gives it everything that she has. And I just love the fact that, you know, there's so so many people in the world and yet she stands out for so many of the right reasons um and when you have role models like that in your life you know it's funny sometimes we can feel like we have problems and i would often say to myself in situations where i you know i'd be afraid of something or i feel like i had a problem in some regard and i would often in my mind and it was one of the things we did actually when i was training in your linguistics imagine that you sit at a table with people in the world that you really look up to for different reasons, like a genius type person. So look, for me to be Joe Dispenza, he's incredible. Um, he does a lot of work in the energy world and say, for example, Pink and someone that would be um, really funny. So like, um, oh my God, there's so many people, Tommy Tiernan. So you put all these people sitting around a table and put your problem in the middle of the table and get those people's perspective on the problem. And by the time it comes back to you, you're feeling very bloody different about it. So if you surround yourself with the right people in the world, the world becomes a different place. Yeah, there is so many positive influences out there with yeah. of people, positive messages. And definitely right now, I think following that, I know I follow, you mentioned a couple, like I follow Kevin Hart and The Rock. Oh, They're yeah. two. Yeah. I just, fantastic, you know what I mean? But the message, the two guys that are on the top, top of their game and the message that they portray and give out is just, it's just fantastic. Um, the last one would be yeah. any, any books that you'd recommend for people to read. Now is a great time, whether it's audible, whether you're listening to it, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a book. Is there anything that you recommend? How much time do you have? I'm a book lunatic. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one book, oh my God. It's like picking a child. Um, I'd say, and it's a tiny little book, but I find I go back to it time and time again. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, and it's one of the ones that my students actually had to read when I was doing the, the course with the Irish Life Coach Institute. It's a small little book and it just talks about your perceptions on the world and four agreements that you can make with yourself and keep moving forward. Um, and one of them is don't take things personally. And do you know, the amount of times I have had to, even in my career, really reflect on that and ask myself at times when I'm comparing myself to others or I'm feeling vulnerable in myself, um, am I taking things personally in the world? And sometimes, you know, like you hear with the online world, trolling and all this kind of stuff, I've never had it, uh, thanks be to God. But I always think, you know, it's people taking their pain out on other people. And whenever someone has been nasty in the world, that's usually what's happening. But if you could get your hands on that book, um, it's incredible. It's a tiny little book. And there's literally, there's four agreements. He doesn't go into too much detail, um, but it's absolutely brilliant. And I know anyone that has read it um, has found it incredible. The Power Now by Eckhart Tolle is amazing. Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra is unbelievable. 
Um, any of the Tony Robbins stuff is class. There's a brilliant book by a lady called Martha Beck called uh, Finding Your Own North Star. Um, oh my God, I'd be here for a week. Like there's so many incredible books. Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is incredible as well. And you know, I see someone writing it in the, in the comments there about Audible. Because yes. um, a lot of us trying to do our, you know, restricted 2K walks now. Audible is class. You can put the headphones in and you'd be milling through books if you were getting out for a couple of walks a day. Um, Audible is amazing. So you literally download the Audible app and then you can buy your audiobooks through Amazon. And when, I'm, when I was on the road up and down to Dublin a lot, um, I was flying through books. Uh, Audible is a great way. It's like, you know, university on the road type thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, if I had to recommend one, I'd say The Four Agreements. And I can see some people Excellent. comment that yeah, do you know what? It's funny. I've never, I haven't actually read that book, but it's come up so much lately over the past mm. couple of weeks that I'm going to jump onto Amazon and buy this after now because <laughs> I, I have read about it. So um, the other thing I wanted to jump on there is you said about sort of listening to Audible when you're going for your walks and things like that. I think little fitness hacks like that are fantastic. And it's one of the things I actually got from David Goggins, which we, which we spoke about earlier. Um, he, 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 he talks about that he doesn't often listen to music when he's training. Um, because sometimes that music might not be there and it might affect his motivation. So I sort of, I try to sort of get into that mind frame where I don't listen to music, but what I have started to introduce is podcasts and like that books on Audible and things like that. And it's a fantastic way to, to double up on your time and, and, uh, and make it count a bit more, his, you know. And did you read his book, Can't Hurt Me? It's unbelievable. I'm actually listening to that one on Audible at the minute. It's believe. so good, isn't it? He has another guy reading it and then he, he just, kind of comes in and talks. Yeah. Just lights a fire in you, really, doesn't it? He had an awful tough life. Jesus, yeah, I, so yeah. mad. It, was, it just seems one thing after the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and his, his concept around callous the mind, I always think that is incredible. So, like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people watching that um, go to the gym a lot in terms of lifting weights and stuff. And, you know, the calluses that you get on your fingers once you start lifting anything yeah. when you haven't done it in a while. Um, David Goggins talks about that for your mind. So he talks about you know, endurance and resilience and going through things a lot of times, like we talked about earlier in the conversation, bringing down the fear and still stepping forward. And every time you do that, you are in effect callous in the mind. And I think it's such a class way to think about it. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, I, like, like every day I see his posts coming up and it just, yeah, it really, really, and that's what I mean by following the right people. As soon as I see a post from him and I read it or I listen to him talk and he's so much yeah. So much fire there it can't help you but get up off your ass and do something i know, you know? he's usually swinging from one hand off a tree <laughs> telling you get up as you like okay. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listen to you that's a great, a great way to finish up i'm so happy you came on today and thanks so oh, much for stop. thanks for yeah no Brilliant. I really appreciate it. And um, hopefully we get you on again at some other stage, maybe after this COVID crack and we see how we're all doing. But We'd be great. Uh, We'd be great. We, yeah, stay positive, set your goals, get your routine in order and start reading and listening to some books and enjoying your time. Enjoying Absolutely, your yeah. And go back, like I've, another, a thing I've been doing as well in the last while is going back to loads of old albums. Um, good, good, good. Oh my God, some amazing albums that I haven't listened to since I was like in my teenage years. Like the real old school stuff. You know when MTV used to actually play music and they had like MTV unplugged and they do those <laughs> sessions. Jesus, there's some class albums out there. So go back into that world. You know, people are getting yeah. creative with art and 
incredible things like go back there and I promise that the version of you that will come out of this will be so much more well-rounded and fulfilled and I think no matter what happens after this um, we're all going to be so glad to actually see each other in person when it's all done there'll be lots of coffees had in coffee shops all over the world I'd say at least there who has I'm really looking forward to that to be honest with you. <laughs> listen we will leave it at that I Again, thank you so much. It's great seeing you. We haven't caught up in, in, in quite I some know, time. I know, it's so. lovely to see you. Thanks a million yeah. for having me on. And thanks Give a million to everyone who joined. I can see all yeah. your names down there. You're awful good. <laughs> thank you, T. We'll talk to you Not soon. Not a bother. Be good. Take care. Yeah, good luck. Talk to you. All right, guys. So that was Tara Rafter, the navigation coach. Again, with so many positive... Um, positive things for you to start doing and incorporating into your daily routines and lives. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, we have next up in our, in our live stream interviews is Corrick O'Hora. So he recently came off RTE's Ultimate Hell Week. And he's going to join us on Monday at 3 p.m. He's a current Mayo footballer. As I said, he's just finished Hell Week, and uh, yeah, a, re a really insightful guy. I'm really looking forward to, to having the chat with him, and uh, yeah, I hope you can all join me. So it's Monday, 3 p.m. Again, thanks so much for joining in today, guys, for coming on board, and I hope you all got something out of that interview. Talk to you soon. All right, guys, that is a wrap on another episode. Thank you for joining me this week on the Gym and Tonic podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.thegymballina.ie, for more great content. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, and you'll never miss another episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I would really appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. If you liked this podcast, you might want to check out our social media platforms. On Instagram, at the underscore gym underscore Balana, or on Facebook, at the gym Balana. Be sure to tune in for next week's episode. That's it from me, Stephen, at the Gym and Tonic Podcast. And remember, this is what we do.